back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. No, Bill and Bennett, we are not taking any extracurriculars. It's just one of those days. It's been a long couple days, and it's hump day, and things are getting a little crazy over here in studio. To be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure what's going on anymore, but that's the beauty of radio. We appreciate every single one of you joining us today. You're listening on the block 93.7 The Ticket. My name's Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. 402-464-5685, 402-464-5685, Starter Heyman, text line, Honda, Lincoln Hotline. No matter how crazy it is, you know what? If you've got a question for us, if there's something you just want to say, let's all be nice, let's all be civil here, but go ahead, give us a text, give us a call, 402-464-5685. You can also check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. We're going to bring him in, Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, as we do every single Wednesday. And the first question I got for you, Evan, best mascot in college sports. Wow, best mascot in college sports. I can think of a lot, I can think of a lot of bad ones, like the Stanford tree. I mean, what is that? Oh, that one's a good one. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I like to get away from sort of the the standards. Anything that's wildcats or eagles or tigers, like that's just sort of been done. Um, so boy, I don't know. Again, like anything off of that, like the UFC knights. Or UCF Knights, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, boy, <laughs> we still yeah, stumped. Like, like it, we finally stumped, right? Like there just aren't a lot of aren't aren't a lot of ones that, that sort of stand out um, one way or the other. Yeah, give me the Knights. I, I, you don't see a lot of those out there, and I'm a Southeast guy, so we'll go with that. Well, Evan, I was telling these guys earlier, I'm a big fan of Cornell's mascot, Keggy the Keg. So that's what I would have to say is mm. probably my favorite one. But that I one thought was the Black bit. Bears was unique. I haven't seen one. I haven't them. seen anyone like anything yeah. like that too. That is unique. That was a different one. Uh, I like to stray away from the animals, do something a little bit out of the ordinary. That's beside the point. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us right now. The Chanticleers. That's a good one, Texter. I like. Yeah, that one. Texter. I like that one. Yeah. Um, Evan, the first thing I got to ask you, obviously. I like the Cavaliers. All right, that's. All right, that's. <laughs> you where, see that? Evan? No, you see no, how no, I did that's that? where we draw the line. I've, I've avoided saying anything about the Hokies because they actually have the coolest mascot. And you know what? Damn it, now I'm going to say it. Virginia Tech Hokies have the coolest mascot because no one knows what Hokie is. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us right now. Evan, first question I got for you. Obviously, Nebraska uh, jumps into this one as heavy underdogs. What are you hearing about the quarterback situation, and how do you evaluate how it was handled last week? Well, I mean, it's it's sort of the same situation this week uh, that we that we had last week, where right. the coaches were not willing to rule out Casey Thompson at this point, at least not publicly, mm-hmm. and maybe some of that's gamesmanship and and that sort of thing. Um, but but we have more of that today. Like I, I kind of thought maybe there'd be some closure today. On the situation when Mickey Joseph said yesterday that, hey, if, if, if Casey doesn't practice today, then he's probably not going to be a go for Michigan. But, but Mark Whipple didn't really want to quite be that definitive about it. He said, yeah, you know, he's out there. He didn't really throw a lot, but we'll see how it goes. And so, you know, I, I think reading between the lines, it seems like a pretty long shot that you'd see Casey Thompson out there as he works back from that nerve 
damage in his elbow and and you know as Mickey said on Tuesday what he's going through it's not it's not like a pain thing or a pain tolerance or even necessarily a risk of re-injury but what it is is when you don't have feeling in your pinky and ring finger especially you just can't grip the ball that well and I've, I've talked to some people that like medical people who uh, you know who, who know about things like this and they say typically you recover like a millimeter a day from this injury. So it's sort of a slow healing thing. And so you wonder if, you know, he hasn't been ruled out for the season. So to me, I I think it might make sense if you're in Nebraska to look at these last two games with Wisconsin and Iowa as sort of that target return date for Casey Thompson, where, you know, a win over either of those programs would mean a lot considering how long Mm -hmm. it's been since the Huskers have beaten either one of them. So I I don't see Thompson being the guy this weekend. and, And if it's not, you know, then it's sort of the same conversation that we've had. Is it? Do you go with the guy uh, who was the hand-picked transfer edition of Mark Whipple in the off-season and Chubba Purdy, or do you give Logan Smothers a chance, who's been in the system here at Nebraska longer, who um, you know they feel like is a better runner? You know, personally, the throws that Smothers made against Minnesota, I saw were were more you know on the mark, and we're not just talking accuracy. But he, if you go back and look at like that throw he made to Marcus Washington on the sideline, uh, right. and, and then another completion over the middle, like he he made those those were like anticipation throws where uh, the receiver was coming out of his break at that point with the ball in the air. So, you know, I think the, the coaches have said they need to see more from Smothers during the week. It sounds like they have this week, and so. You wonder if you know against an opponent like Michigan, where it would behoove you to shorten the game and to chew up some clock, if maybe this isn't the week that some others would get a little bit more of a look than he has. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us right now. Evan, how do you evaluate the coaching situation right now? Because you can go on any message board under the sun, and they'll blame a different person, a different player for what's happening here at Nebraska. I know at first we were all very high on Mickey Joseph, a lot of the fan base. That might have changed a little bit after this past week. Um, do you think Mickey Joseph is, is still at, at the top of the list? And how much of last week's woes are, are you pinning on Mickey Joseph? Well, I don't know about the top of the list. I think he's definitely still a candidate, right. um, you know, even with the with the losses that they've had. Now, you know, we talk about the quarterback situation. To me, that's, that's a tough one because right. if you're Mickey Joseph and you feel like Logan Smothers is the guy – then you need to, you know, pull rank and, and kind of say this is how we're going to do it. If you're Mickey Joseph and you feel like you need to run the ball more because it gives Nebraska the best chance to win when it's under uh, overmatched, then you need to be sure that that's what happens. And so, right. you know, there are a lot of things about the, the the situation that Mickey inherited that really aren't on him. Whether that whether you're talking about roster depth or um, you know the coaching staff that he has, but there are things as a head coach uh, that you can do that you can adjust in game with personnel, with strategy, things like that. And, and you wonder, given what we saw against Minnesota, um, you know, if, if he if he either did everything that he felt like he needed to do um, or, or not. And so I think that's maybe something that, that can give you a little bit of pause. And, and maybe it's just one of those things that's just a reminder that again he hasn't been a a head coach at this level of football before when there are so many uh, egos and the stakes are so high and things like that. So 
you know, it, it'll be interesting. He, he, he talked this week again about having that conversation with Mark Whipple about needing to slow the game down and uh, didn't really want to get into the specifics of it. And then you right. heard Mark Whipple today at the at the presser oh uh, kind of say, you know, I guess sort of tongue-in-cheek, hey, let's, you know, have Mickey focus a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball. So I think there's a little bit of a, a, little bit of a friction there, maybe a, a creative uh, difference of opinion, if you will. Um, and, and I do think how... Mickey Joseph handles that is a fair um, sort of barometer or a fair piece of evidence that you can put when you're talking about evaluating him for the head job as a permanent uh, coach moving forward. Yeah, I think I'm going to get into that. I don't want to waste the time on digging in a little bit more of that because I think there's some nuance on that one. Yeah. But but um, we'll, we'll probably touch on a little bit more of that. Listen, Evan, I got a question. Let's just shift over to basketball now. Um, obviously, the Huskers got off to a, <clears throat> a strong start. I thought I loved the uh, adversity that they uh, endured, and it, it's a good test early for a young team, especially with three newcomers coming with Juwan Gary, um, with Greasel, and also with Bandemil. So with that in mind, they didn't shoot the ball very well again, 32% from the three, um, cold, hot spells, some bad shots. Uh, but at the end of the day, they ended up still over 30%. Do you think that that's a continuation or do you like the change that they made as far as being more aggressive once the shots weren't falling and you know they started to attack the basket a little bit more? Do you expect to see more of that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we heard for months that Nebraska was going to make that shift in identity from sort of this beautiful basketball, we're going to rain threes, uh, sort of, of set up to a little bit more of winning ugly and, and, and being defensive and um, you know, being okay with that. And I, I think we saw that in the opener. I mean, the fact that Nebraska and the talk from that game is, boy, you know, that was closer than they thought, is a whole heck of a lot better than uh, losing to Western Illinois last year or losing yes. to Southern a couple of years ago yes. in your opener. And it just kills your momentum from that point on. So when you just look at, you know, the last couple of years and how those seasons have started, non-conference wins are not, a guarantee they're not a given and so you know struggles or, or whatever um you had in that opener just the fact that they were able to win that game with the new players that you mentioned with the new identity that they're working through to me that's that's what you have to do and that's going to be the blueprint for this team like if they had won by hitting a bunch of threes um and, and then sort of winning in a shootout i don't know that that style is sustainable for nebraska once the opponents get tougher and you get into league play but again, if you can show that, hey, you know, you're going to have those droughts. Nebraska's had those droughts forever, it seems like, on offense. But you can still find a way to clamp down and, and get some turnovers and, and, and sort of exert your will in different ways. I think that's uh, the most encouraging thing. So, yeah, I mean, sure, you want to see Nebraska win by 20 or, or 25 and be dominant. But the fact that they encountered some adversity, were able to overcome that, in a way that is sustainable moving forward, I think was the most encouraging thing. Absolutely. Omaha comes in here, a uh, good friend of mine, Chris Crutchfield, leading that charge, another friend of mine coaching there as well, and Kenyon mm. Crandall. Um, they, listen, they gave they gave Kansas a little run. They, they, they didn't just lay in. They didn't go down there and just lay down. They, they gave them a little run. So they'll be coming in here. What What are some of the things you expect from that game uh, coming up uh, on tomorrow? Well, yeah, we don't see those teams match up a ton. I think it's it's a cool thing for the state for them to play. I mean, you look around the transfer portal every year now, and and it seems like players from from that level are are showing that they can play, you know, at a higher level too. So 
you know, I think Nebraska has maybe more of the talent. They're a little bit more established, certainly, Size. than UNO, which is starting over, um, you know, with a new coach, like you mentioned. Um, but, you know, I think they're, they're two fairly well-coached teams, two teams that sort of have a, an idea of what they want to do to win. Um, you know, Nebraska kind of showed it in the opener. UNO, uh, I, from my understanding, is they, they feel like they can be a higher-scoring team. They have the athletes to do that. So I think that'll be a challenge for both teams. Can UNO, uh, you know, hold its own against a Big Ten-type team that wants to play defensively? And can Nebraska hold down a team that wants to sort of move the ball and, and, and score at a quicker pace? So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a fun early test and, and early sort of, uh, you know, litmus test to see what both of these teams are made of here in November. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, join us. Evan, real quick before we go, I know you're the Swiss Army Knife over there, so i got to ask you some baseball. I saw that Nebraska released. They're going to be playing Creighton up here pretty soon. The full schedule hasn't been released. When are you expecting that to come out? So I'm having a kind of a little baseball recap coming out a little later today. It's signing day for those guys, too. Yeah. Um, the holdup on the schedule, there's – so in Big Ten play, you always have like a weekend where you, because there are 13 baseball teams in the league, there's always a weekend where somebody doesn't play a conference game. And so the weekend that Nebraska has that, it's in uh, early April, um, they had a, a team back out, and so they're trying to fill that spot. And that's okay. why they haven't released mm, that to this point. Um, but, you know, I, the, the schedule as a whole, I think it'll be interesting to note they're, they're going to Minneapolis in early March for this it's sort of an unofficial Big Ten SEC challenge. And so the, the real crown jewel for Nebraska this this uh, early next season and the one that's really going to give it a chance to boost its postseason resume early, uh, it's going to be in, in Minneapolis. It's going to play Ole Miss, which just won the College World Series last summer, and Vanderbilt, which is always uh, seemingly in Omaha every year too. Right. So those are a couple major games that have sort of leaked out elsewhere nationally that, that uh, Nebraska will be at. But um, yeah, you know, from what I've heard of, of the schedule, I think it's going to be another competitive one where you sort of have to walk that line between scheduling too easy and you're not prepared for sort of the grind of, of the, the end of the season versus too hard where you can really kill your confidence and, and, and fall behind and not be able to recover. So it seems like they've been able to walk that line, but those, those uh, games in Minneapolis that I mentioned I think are going to be the highlights for sure early in the year. Evan, you are truthfully the Swiss Army Knife at the Omaha World Herald. Great stuff from you and the rest of your crew. If people want to get more great content, how can they do so? Uh, same as always, Omaha.com. Pick up a paper, the World Herald, uh, at Evan Bland, O-W-H. Uh, you know, it's signing day today. There's a lot of yeah. high school and college stuff going on, basketball season, signing day, the end of football. Uh, it's all good. So, yeah, we hope people, you know, read and enjoy. Evan, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate you guys. See ya. All right. All right, there he goes, Evan Bland. Great stuff from him, as always, bringing us some great content. I mean, we threw everything at him right there. Football, basketball, <laughs> and baseball. Mascot. trifecta. We threw him the mascot, <laughs> too. Uh, Evan's a fan of the UCF Knights, so shout-out to Evan. Great stuff from him, as always. It's now your turn to give us a call on the Honda Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Shootout with Strick coming up next. It's your chance to win 15 kind of one five fifteen dollars to Buffalo Wings and Rings. All you got to do is call, beat Strick at his own game. Shootout with Strick coming up next on the block. Shootout.